I get it, like align with your purpose. Some people are saying, well, you know, Brian, Ryan, I don't even know what that means. Aligning with my purpose, what exactly does that mean? And, you know, how do I find what I'm passionate about? Like, I don't even like talking about passion. Like what excites you, what gets you excited? And what do you enjoy doing? What do you get lost doing? And honestly, some people, when they think about it and you ask them that question, they don't even know the answer. And that to me is, is life. You don't know the answer. Life is constant discovery. You're always trying to figure out what it is that 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 makes Ryan me, what makes Brian happy, um, what gives us meaning in life. And that to me is what life's about. You're constantly searching. Anyone out there who thinks they have the answer at all point in time, they don't. Life's always changing. Circumstances always change. And as a result, we change. And so you always got to be searching, man. That's Ryan Caligiuri. And I'm Brian Falchuk. The Do A Day Podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Welcome to another episode of the Do A Day podcast. I have an awesome guy on today. I, I'm so... Uh, So thankful to have him on the show and just to have gotten to know him too, because he's got an incredible energy and spirit and I've just really valued getting to know him. And I think you will as well. He knows how to pull wisdom out of what's going on around him. This is Ryan Caligiuri. He's a marketing sales and product development specialist, but he's also the host of the Cut the Crap podcast. It's a weekly show where along with the author, he breaks down New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling books into a handful of golden nuggets, saving the listeners time from, you know, having to pour through the books and figure out what the message is. Like he'll cut right to the chase, get you that key message. And it's not in place of reading the books because you should still read them. But I think it's really helpful in going into the books to know, you know, what is that powerful message and how do I understand it better? And he does that every single week with a new book. He reads like a monster. Um, So he's not just, you know, he's not just talking from a a perspective of like, here's a one sheet description of the book and I'm just going to kind of probe the author on it. He really pours into the book and he tries to figure it out himself. And I know because he had me on his show to talk about do a day. And he really like... He was pulling out stuff that, frankly, I didn't even remember writing at that point. <laughs> it was just kind of embarrassing, but he said something. I'm like, wow. And he's like, so that was on page whatever of your book. I was like, oh, okay. But it's awesome. Um, and he has this great energy and spirit and just wisdom and ability to tap into wisdom. And that's not the only thing about him. Of course, he has a story. Of course, there's a reason why he is this way and why he chooses to be this way. And that's why he's on my show. So we're going to get into the episode in a sec. Before we do that, I would just want to say, you know, if you're if you're struggling with things yourself, you know, listening to these episodes is a great tool is something that can really help you find some inspiration. But why don't you take the first step? Maybe you're not ready to redo a day, you're not ready to sign up with me or someone else as a coach. But maybe you're ready to, to probe yourself a little bit. And to do that, I really recommend you check out my big goal exercise. It's going to press you on a number of questions that will just start you on the journey. And you can get it for free at doadaybook.com slash the exercise. So with that, let's get into the episode. Ryan Caligiuri, man, thank you for joining me on this side of the mic after 
blessing me with uh, having me on your show. Right on, man. No, it's a pleasure being on your show, Brian. I'm excited for this launch. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to see the launch and, and 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 hear it. And of course, just thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of it. Oh, very cool. We uh we definitely hit it off when you had me as a guest, and so it was kind of a no brainer. I was like, I gotta I gotta keep talking to this guy. And so if I use having you on my show as an excuse to be able to keep talking <laughs> to you, then so be it. Um, but it's not it's, it, it's not just selfish. It's not just because I enjoyed the time with you. It's also because you actually have a lot to your story. And I don't know how many people are up on that backstory and what brought you to, and you've got a huge show with cut the crap and you're bringing really useful and inspiring content to people on a regular basis. But that wasn't really in the cards the whole time. Like you've had your struggles, you've had your journey mm-hmm. and, and I don't know how many people really get that. So I, you know, I'm yeah. really lucky to have you on to be able to talk through what got you to that point. Yeah, man, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to do so. And now it's funny; not a lot of people do know my story. Only people who are very close to me. So this will be uh, this will be a first for me to to share a lot of this stuff over uh, over the airwaves. Yeah, it's it's just you, me, and uh, I'm gonna optimistically say about twelve and a half million people who have downloaded this. Let's just assume. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, in real real quick, Ryan, in a nutshell, like what's what's your deal today? Who are you? What are you about? And then let's get into you know all that backstory, that that journey that brought you to this point. Totally. Well, you kind of set it up for me. I uh, run a podcast called Cut the Crap Podcast every single week, interviewing people, uh, all New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal, Amazon bestsellers, and I condense their books down to a core set of golden nuggets. And um, I do that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what I do to make my money. Uh, is uh, I work. I am a sales consultant, marketing consultant. Um, as far as product development is concerned, I help organizations build new products, build new services. Uh, I really specialize in prospecting and uh, thought leadership. Cool. Um, well, I guess it's cool if you enjoy it. It's not cool if you don't, but I'm guessing you do. Man, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love everything that I do, man. And I guess we could talk about that a little later on, but life is too short, man. Life is too short to do what you do not want to do. And that's um, essentially what kind of led me to doing exactly what, what my career is, what I do in my spare time. Everything is dictated by how it makes me feel. See, and so I was just talking to someone about this uh, that I interviewed in another episode. And the story that he was telling was, it was like this idyllic, you know, quit my job, sold everything. And now my life's, you know, I'm living with purpose and everything's fine. And, you know, he's, he's got a wife and two kids. And so it's like, I just think about all the people who are listening and being like, oh yeah, whatever that works for you. But I live in the real world and, you know, or or judging him being like, you know, that was irresponsible. You had mouths to feed and, you know, kids to clothe and, and have a roof over their head. and, And you just like threw all that away. Um, and it just happened to work out. And what I'm finding more and more is when people align their lives to their purpose, it actually does work out as impossible as it seems as, you know, irresponsible as someone else might judge you for trying to do that. It does work out ultimately. And that's the path to finding happiness. And we just sit here with this judgment of impossibility up until that point. Yeah, it's it is tough though, man. Like I gotta empathize with people out there who might be listening and they say, like, I get it, like align with your purpose. Some people are saying, Well, you know, Brian, Ryan, I don't even know what that means. Aligning with my purpose. What exactly does that mean? And, you know, how do I find what I'm passionate about? Like I don't even like talking about passion. Like what excites you? What gets mm. you excited? And what do you enjoy doing? What do you get lost doing? And honestly, some people, when they think about it and you ask them that question, they don't even know the answer. Yeah. And that to me is is life. You don't know the answer. Life is constant discovery. You're 
always trying to figure out what it is that 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 makes Ryan me, what makes Brian happy, um, what gives us meaning in life. And that to me is what life's about. You're constantly searching. Anyone out there who thinks they have the answer at all, all point in time, they don't. Life's always changing. Circumstances always change. And as a result, we change. And so you always got to be searching, man. Like right yeah. now, I love doing prospecting, building thought leaders out of uh, professionals, building products and services. I love doing my podcast. That might not be the same a year from now. Yeah. A year from now, I might be searching and finding something completely that better aligns with who I am and what I love doing. Yeah. And that's part of the evolution, you know, and that's actually, yeah. that is a good thing. Like we keep growing, our situation changes. I mean, how many of us were the same person at age 15, 25, 35, you oh, know, totally. where, like you should be a different person. That's completely oh, normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's crazy, man. But unfortunately, some of us have mindsets where, hey, we, 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 we don't want to grow. You know, life is what it is right now, man. And I, I, I have no control over my life. Yeah. The key fact is I think if you truly believe deep down in your heart that you control your life, if you have a philosophy that's empowering to you, then you have a lot of opportunity. But if you don't have that perspective, then you really have a lot of limiting beliefs that kind of hold you back, man. And yeah. uh, that to me is sad. It is sad, but it's an unfortunate part of reality for a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. We can, we can keep philosophizing and agreeing with each other. We got to get into your story. <laughs> right, no so what there, there, there's, there's such a journey and, and obviously you've given me a taste of it before we did this recording, but you know, you weren't born a successful podcaster who's read a ton of books and had this amazing skill of synthesizing them down so that people can quickly take inspiration away. So what, like, what is the road that you've been on? What is the struggle? You know, I always want to have people who've had that that do a day kind of experience that you've been through something very real. Mm. So take us, take us back there. Sure, man. Yeah. So you want to hear about how I started the podcast first? Is that what you I want to go through? I want to go back before that. Like what before is, before that, All what right. is your, cause you, you're an incredibly enlightened, woken up person about, you know, figuring out what matters and why it's For important sure. to live your life that way. Mm. But you've had a struggle. What, what is that? Yeah. What is that process? Yeah, man. It's uh, so great question. When it comes down to man, like the kind of struggles that I've had, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a struggle as it is when I, when I started growing up, I started realizing that, um, depression and anxiety disorders, they ran in my family. And as I was growing up through high school, I started to realize that I had anxiety. I got really nervous. And all of a sudden I started to see this like just this gray blanket over my entire life. And I started to get really sad and really down and kind of depressed. And all of a sudden I realized, holy smokes, like this isn't good. It's affecting how I think. And maybe I have this element of depression. Like it runs in my family, man. And at a very young age, it's affected my family. So it must be affecting me too. Mm. And it was really, it was really upsetting because it, it took me away from a lot of the things that I once were was passionate about. Martial arts. I was big into martial arts, but for some reason, I just wasn't finding excitement there anymore. The friends that I was hanging out with, I didn't want to hang out with my friends anymore. Um, you know, the work that I once thought I enjoyed, the books that I thought I read, the shows that I liked watching, none of that really mattered anymore. I wasn't excited about any of that stuff. So through all of that struggle, I, I just kind of, I just kind of dealt with it and kind of figured this is life. This is the way it's going to be. And it just so happened one day, my dad, and, and this forever changed my life, man, forever changed my life. My dad gave me a bit of stimulus that put me on a completely different trajectory. And, um, it's sitting behind me on my bookshelf. I have this big bookshelf behind me and I put this book by itself on the very top of my bookshelf. And it's, uh, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. And my dad gave that to me when I was about 12, 13 years old. And I never read it until I was about 15. 
I read through that book page by page with such uh, focus on, on each page and each story that Tony told. And it empowered me to believe that I can have a different life and that I am not limited by what, um, what I believe I have, what my parents have. And some people out there might be listening to me right now and they say, listen, Ryan, if you have depression, you have depression. It's just the way it is. Listen, that might be true, but I'm saying for myself, it's not true. There's one thing that Tony always said, and he says, you got to have a philosophy that empowers you. So I developed my philosophy and my philosophy, I've, I've two of them essentially. And one of them was life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me, which means that whatever happens to me right now, it's there to support me for something in the future. It's there for me to learn something from it. And then my second philosophy was, it's not a setback, it's a set up for something greater, which means when poop hits the fan and things go awry, this isn't a bad thing. This is a good thing. Find the silver lining in it. It's not a setback, it's a setup for something greater. And so I applied those philosophies to how I was thinking. And all of a sudden, things started to change for me. I said, you know what, this depression thing, this thing here is, is, is meant for me to beat it. It's, it's, it's showing me that I'm not focused enough on the things that are exciting me. Maybe these things aren't ex- making me excited anymore about life. And eventually, I started using these philosophies to help guide me in the right direction to do things that I enjoy doing. I changed up my martial art. I stopped doing that martial art. I was doing something I wasn't happy with. So I changed it. I started doing something else. I was passionate. About it. I was excited about it. The direction I was going in with my career, with, with, my, um, with my education, what I wanted to do with my life. I decided to go in a completely different direction. I decided to go to go into marketing instead, which of course ignited me and is the reason why I am talking to you today is because I went in yeah. that direction. And to me, man, it all came down to those philosophies. And I don't want to get, I won't get into the nitty gritty details, man, but it was a crappy time for me, man. It was yeah. a really crappy time, but getting that stimulus, putting my philosophies in place, believing in them and really making change, small changes every day, but making changes really made a big impact on my life, man. So I, I appreciate you sharing all that. I got to dig into it though. Like wh- one mm. of the things I'm left with is why after what, three, four years of sitting on your bookshelf, why did you just suddenly pick mm-hmm. up that Tony Robbins book? Like, did, was there a catalyst or did you like, why? Yeah, it's, it's a good point, man. So yeah, like I said, my dad gave it to me and he's like, just read this, you know, it'll support you. Never read it. And you know, I don't know, man. I just feel like for some reason, I just felt like, you know what? I just needed something. So I was actually reading a lot of books at the time. Um, I would, I would spend some time at the bookstore. I was going on, what was the bookstore? I was going to Coles or Smith books back at the time, um, up here in Canada. And I was just reading a whole bunch of self-help books. And, uh, that one in particular, the Tony Robbins book, it was sitting on my bookshelf and I was like, I've never read this one before, but I was just became, um, a sponge for information because I really love to read and I love yeah. to, to learn new things. And so there was this massive thick book sitting on my bookshelf. And I was like, man, I got to read this thing. Like yeah. my, my pops gave it to me for a reason. There had to have been a reason he gave it to me. And man, I'm telling you, it was a damn good thing. I picked up that book and read it because again, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if right. I didn't read that book. It set me on a completely different path. But you know, is why were you at 15 years old reading self-help? Because that's not common for a 15 year old. Why do you think that no, was? No, it's not, man. I don't think I was. <laughs> it's a great question. You know, everyone asks me that. 
ever since I was growing up in my career, everyone said you were more mature than your age. And I, the reason for it, I think, was just martial arts, man. I really think okay. the martial arts played a significant role in my life. Um, I started in Shotokan Karate when I was nine, and my parents enrolled me in it. And there, I really got deep into the spiritual aspect of martial arts. Mm. And then I had influences on my life, such as Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee, very much a, a great martial artist, is also a philosopher. Yeah. And so I read a lot of books about Bruce Lee. So I really got dug deep into philosophy, thinking a little bit deeper. And that made me happy when I was reading. So I guess at a time where I was feeling really down, I started to go to the things that made me happy. Um, Some people might go to junk food or whatever. To me, I I went to books and books made me happy. So knowledge made me happy. And so that's kind of, I think, maybe what drove me. And it's funny you asked me that question. I've never been asked that question before. I never even thought about it until now. But I think it's probably the reason why. Well, so that does make sense because martial arts is not about kicking butt. It's about the self-growth and the focus and the discipline and the understanding of something much deeper. That's exactly so right. that, so you were kind of already reading self-help just with your body. And then, mm-hmm. so I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to push you on is, is the two philosophies, which are brilliantly said. And I'm partially curious if they were that brilliant when you first came up with them or you've been refining them. And also you know, what, what got you to the clarity on those two points? Did they just strike you or was there like a process that you worked through to come to that clarity? You know, again, um, to me, when I first had that one, the setback, not a setup to me, that was, um, that one came. So it's funny. We pick up stuff, you know, we we always pick up stuff wherever, wherever it comes from. And so for some reason it was very strange. Um, I was actually in a shower one day, I was just showering and I was just thinking as I usually do. And I feel like I, picked some of this up from reading, um, maybe like the Tao Te Ching or reading something from Bruce Lee. But it was this idea that, um, you know, it's not what happens. It's, it's not, um, a matter of, of, of what happens in your life. It's a matter of what you do with that. And so I just came up with a different way of saying it, the setback, not a setup. Okay. Uh, or, and, and so to me, or setup, not a setback. It, to me, that was the biggest one for me. It was just like, it came naturally. The other one actually came about reading Marcus Aurelius. I was reading Marcus Aurelius. Um, um, uh, long, long time ago. This was maybe, I read this back when I was in grade seven. So I might've been 12 years wow. old. Yeah. And I read Marcus Aurelius. It was in one, in our, uh, in our school library. And, uh, he had a philosophy that was very similar to that. And for some reason, um, it would just kind of stored in the back of my mind. And at the right moment in time, I just started thinking about it. And, you know, I, I consider myself lucky. I really, really do because because I consumed so much information, this stuff just came out at the right point in time. Yeah. So I do consider myself fairly lucky like that. But these two philosophies, man, like I, I walk around with these things on my chest every single day. And I tell people these all the time because I'm like, these transform my life, these two philosophies. And I always tell people, these philosophies might not, might not work for you. They might not be right for you. So go find your own philosophies. Yes. I'll always share them, but go find your own because these help me. These resonate with me. They resonate with my story. It might not resonate with your story. Go yeah. find your own. Now that is really crucial. So one of the, uh, the, as a, as a self-help author, one of the pieces of feedback I get is from people who are like, I wanted the answer, you know, or like the workbook to go along with it. So I could add, you know, lines A, B, and C and get my answer. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Unless funny. I happen to stumble across yours by chance, mm-hmm. you have to discover it. And I think even if I did stumble across the actual thing that's, you know, secretly inside of you that you're just not in touch with yet, 
-hmm. it's not going to resonate in the same way as if you discover it for yourself. And, and you're living proof of that. Like these things, even, even you saying, you know, with the, it's, it's not a setback, it's a setup. that that was another way of saying something that you had read from Bruce Lee or somewhere else that, yeah putting it in your words, internalizing it, reflecting on it and making it yours. Mm. That's probably why it stuck. Like you were aware yeah. of it before, but it, it hadn't changed your life. That's right. So people yeah. have to go on that journey and, and have that ownership. And, you know, I, I always like, I'm a broken record in this, but someone else cannot change your life. Mm -hmm. Only you can change your life. Now, other people can help you do that, but ultimately it has to be you. It's tough. It's tough, man. It is tough. Like to change your life, you're talking changing. Number one, change is hard. Number one. Yes. Then you're talking about your life. Number two, like, geez, you just That's chose everything. two really hard things. Yeah. yeah. Everything. How tough is that? But I'm telling you, like, it's just small little pieces. And the first one of just depression, like, um, here's the thing right now, man, I still know that depression and anxiety run in my life. And I still have moments where this stuff hits me. And I've had conversations with people who are who who face depression. They they're they're medicated for because they need it. And we have these discussions all the time. And I get very worried about it because I feel like people um might think that I'm trivializing it. And I'm not trivializing it. Mm. Trust me, I'm not. Um, but when we have a conversation about it and I talk to people, one of my best friends in the world, uh, I'm gonna share this this podcast with him. Him and I have these brilliant discussions quite often about depression. And he never thought about a philosophy having so much impact on him or changing certain activities or behaviors. But then all of a sudden he started to change small little pieces of his life every single day. And he started to develop a philosophy for him. And he goes, all of a sudden, man, he goes, I was like, I would have such lows where I would not be able to get out of bed in the morning. And then I would come to such highs where I was so happy and so excited and such lows and such highs. I was just all over the place. And he goes, since I developed my philosophies, and I, I don't know what his philosophies are, um, but when he developed his philosophies and he continues to say them to him, it empowers him. It focuses, it focuses his energy and it forces him to change the way he was into the way he wants to be. And now he's the person he wants to be. He still has those small seeds of depression, but now he's able to manage it so much better. But it didn't happen overnight. It took years of trying to focus on that. Um, but it was his dedication to living a better life that got him there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, everybody has the opportunity to change their life. It's just, who's going to be persistent enough and focused enough and who wants it enough to do it. Yeah. And, and I think you make a really good point is ultimately it's additive. It's not like you have to do everything at once or you, you need some, you know, crash of thunder and lightning that all of a sudden everything is, it's, it's a spectrum. You know, yeah. you, you may not be able to change everything at once, but can you change this one little thing and tomorrow you can change something else and you, you keep adding it up and mm -hmm. you do get yeah. to that place of, uh, and, and actually the reality is you're never done. And once you get to a certain point, you realize you don't really want to be done. Mm -hmm. Like you want to keep growing and keep having new challenges and uh, it, right. it is, it is a process and yeah. little change adds up. You win your way to that ultimate success. It's funny. It's uh, one of your old friends there, Jocko Willing. <laughs> oh, you remember that? Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> he says that discipline equals freedom. And that's one of those, those philosophies that might resonate with some people. And discipline equals freedom. And I think of discipline, I don't think about freedom. Yeah. But it takes discipline to change your life. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this right now out there and you are, you know, you need to change your life or something needs to change. I'm telling you by, by being disciplined on something, doing something small every single day, having the discipline to do that every day will bring you freedom. 
and I feel free right now. I have freedom of choice. I have freedom to do what I want to do um, for work, freedom to be where I want to be. And it didn't come overnight. It came because I was disciplined and focusing on changing something small every single day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, and just for the record, I have no issue with Jocko. And I'm oh, sure he doesn't sure. have one with me because he doesn't even know who I am, most likely. <laughs> so it's all good. Um, yeah, no, he, he's he's a brilliant guy. He says a lot of really powerful stuff. We just, yeah. uh, a, a friend put us into a little Twitter storm together and, <laughs> and we disagreed on something. And it was about discipline that, you For know, sure. what you need to ultimately change. And I, I different think different worldviews, though. Yeah, to- world completely, views, yeah. completely, yeah. completely, completely. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> So th- this this background of, of depression and anxiety and the way that you empowered yourself to take control of it, really, and not have it frame your life, but be something you're aware of and almost empowered through your overcoming of it and your control of it and your, your awareness of it. It's very like um, you're not hiding from anything. Mm-hmm. Where does that take you next? Because that. That could either be like this fine line struggle that you're afraid of losing the balance on, yeah. or it can be something that's very empowering and emboldening that like, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. It, that moment in my life was so pivotal, overcoming that challenge. I feel like we face these dips in life so often, and depending on how we respond to them, we either rise to the occasion or we stay there. So with the first battle, I rose to the occasion and everything in my life changed after that. I became one of the youngest writers in the Globe and Mail. It's a newspaper here in, in, in Canada. It's one a of the huge, youngest famous newspaper. Yeah. So I became one of the youngest contributors, regular contributors to the newspaper at 21 years old. And I wrote for them for eight years um, until I needed to change my segment up. And uh, it gave me great opportunity to connect with people all around the world. I was able to build a big client base as a result of that. Um, I was not scared of going out doing public speaking because because I just knew that you know life was happening for me and not to me. So I just used that philosophy to continue to propel me forward, propel me forward. If I was scared, listen, man, I'm going to use that fear to push me forward. Listen, if I don't feel like I should be pitching myself, if I feel uncomfortable with it, or, 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 or if, if something seems really tough, you know what, man, it's probably meant to be tough. Let me go get it. It's probably really good. And I just kept going, and it just gave me this internal fire that really like ignited me up and got me going. And People who know me, they say, listen, man, if, if you ask anybody who, who Ryan Caligiuri is, people would always say, man, this guy's got crazy energy and he's got a lot of persistence. And that comes down to that. So everything's going great, man. It's awesome. It's, things are killing it. I'm loving life. And then all of a sudden, mistake colossal, as Jim Rohn says. And um, I made one mistake too many. I, uh, I, I started learning the stock market and I got really greedy. And I started learning my own trading. I, I figured out a system that worked for me, but then I got greedy, and, and all of a sudden, I, I lost a lot of money. And I was like, oh, that really hurts. That's really, really nasty. I'm a nice guy, too. So I was working with a client, and uh, it was a startup. And uh, I figured, hey, you know what? Like, whatever. He's, he said he's good for the money. I know he's, he's tough for it. He's going to um, uh, you know, get in his R&D claim from the government, and he's going to be able to pay me off. Uh, he went bankrupt, and I didn't get any money from that. So there's wow. number two. Yeah, there's number two there. So that was really bad. And then uh, a third one hit. And uh, you know what? At that point in time, uh, I was uh, looking to uh, – well, it's not really hit. It's, it's, it's good, but at the same time, it was, it was pretty nasty. 
um, I was getting married and, um, you know, those, the big bills of the marriage come up, car breaks down, you got to buy a new car. Oh, and by the way, we're buying a new house as well too. We're putting a down payment on the house. So everything is hitting at one point in time where I was a hundred thousand dollars plus in debt. Wow. And it was, it was one of the most scariest times of my life, man. It was so terrifying because when you look at that number, and you're just like, oh my God, it sits on your credit card. And every single month you're getting a credit card statement that says you got to pay, you know, a minimum of uh, $1,000, just your minimum. So at that point in time, I was, I had one of the most stressful moments in my life because I, you know, I lost a whole bunch of money in the stock market. I lost the one client that I put all the eggs in the basket with. And at that point in time, I had huge expenses coming out with, you know, a marriage, a house being built. I couldn't tell my wife no. And I know you might be listening out there, people, and Brian, you might be listening to me and saying you're crazy. And, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on, but I never told my wife about these problems. And, uh, you know, it, it was a really nasty time for me. I, I really, my, my depression came back. I started getting like really down and my energy levels started to go. I stopped working out. I started eating crap again. And it lasted for maybe about, you know, two months. It lasted for quite some time and it was a really dark time. But, I always liken it to like a thermometer in a house where, you know, the thermometer is set at a specific temperature. It doesn't matter if you open up the windows, you can open up the windows and the thermometer, the temperature might drop a little bit, but the temperature will always raise back up to what it's supposed to be because that's where it's set. And that's what happened is that I developed when I was younger, when I was battling depression, I was battling anxiety. You know, it's not a setback, it's a setup. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Those philosophies were set in stone in my mind. And so while, you know, my mind might have dropped a little bit, my enthusiasm, my energy, my excitement for life might have dropped a little bit, the windows closed, and all of a sudden, things started to come back up for me. And while I was really, really down, and, and I had $100,000 plus in debt, it was plus in debt, it was a lot more than that, um, it, it, I got through that. And you might say, well, how'd you get through it? Like, tell me, lead me through it. I... Um, you know, I just started picking myself back up and I realized this wasn't going to happen overnight and that this was probably going to take a couple of years. So step one, forget about what happened in the past. You're not going to change that. Focus on moving forward. Focus on building your life. So that's what I did. I started to go back out and started to do business development. I developed a new service offering that I could bring to market called the Growth Network. And um, it was sales training, marketing training. And uh, I went out to clients every single day, um, new companies every single day pitching this. I got rejected left, right, and center all the time, but I didn't allow it to bring me down because I had my eyes set on the, on the prize, on the goal, what I needed to do was pay off this debt. And uh, so I ended up building the product and that helped me get back, get back to square one. Um, but it really wasn't enough. I needed to get a few anchor clients. So I just kept doing my business development. I kept focusing on it. Didn't happen overnight. It took me about a year and a half to get through it. And uh, I ended up just completely paying off my debt. I um, moved into the house with my wife, got married, You know, was able to pay for those bills, and it was all good. But the key thing here with this story that I don't wanna get lost on was that I would not have been able to get through this tough time of my life if I did not have those guiding philosophies carrying me through in those toughest of times. And, and yeah. it was those two philosophies, man, that, that really allowed me to get through it. And I, I, I thank God every day, like whoever got to thank the energy source up there, doesn't matter what you believe in, but I just got to thank those philosophies for getting me through because I honestly don't know where I'd be today, man. If I didn't have those two philosophies guiding me through one of the toughest times in my life, man, it was, it, it was hell. It was hell, but got through it. I see. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. 
and this is, you know, I mean, you heard my story and, and the feeling that I had that morning when I woke up and just had this purity of purpose around, you know, my wife and my son and and myself. And that's the thing that I lean on in those toughest moments is, you know, what the man that I want to be and why I want to be it, you know, and, and why it matters. And getting back in touch with that sense of purpose is the thing that you, you know, it, I always say like when someone says dig deep, you know, to get through something tough, it's the thing you're digging yeah, for yeah. and you found it. And for people who haven't found that yet, it may seem like that's not <laughs> real or like, oh, come on, really? Like you say a phrase and it's not as no. simple as saying a phrase. You're in touch with something unbelievably powerful and so important and clarifying yeah. that it, it pulls your shoulders back and writes your posture and, you know, rises you up to push ahead. And yes, it's still hard. You know, the wind's still blowing in your face and the, you're getting pelted with sleet and whatever else is blowing, but you have that purpose and that resolve to push ahead again. And that's how you get through it. You know, you, you get through a storm by walking through it, not by standing there and letting that's it smack right. you. I don't know, man. Like it's, here's the thing is that when I talk to people about this, they, 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 they kind of look at it and they're like, oh, well, you're just different, man. It's like, no, I'm not different. And here's the thing. Like, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's got this marketing strategy he always believes. He says, you know, uh, document, don't create. Because people like to create content online, but they don't document. And I kind of wish at some point in time, I, you know, I would have documented my journey. Day by day, documenting my journey and seeing the, the hardship yeah. that you went through. Like, I made a small change today. And it didn't change my life. But I know, like, just making a small change every single day it'll compound on it and it'll continue to build and it'll continue to build until I get this massive snowball rolling down the hill that just can't be stopped. But it, it sucks when you're going through, you know, week one, week two, week three, week four, doing things that you hope will change and you don't see it. But again, that's where, you know, discipline equals freedom. You got to keep at it. Um, you got to believe and do a day, man. Like you got to just take a day at a time. Like if you don't do these things, then you're never going to change. And you have to believe that every single day, if you make a small change, you will succeed. Whether you're trying to lose weight like you were, like like some of your clients were, um, if you're trying to get out of debt like I was, if you're trying to put yourself in a more uh, positive state of mind like I was, um, I didn't accomplish that overnight. I just took a day, just yeah. the day, man. And every single day, I just tried to make a small change. And hey, guess what? Some days I fell off and didn't do anything. Um, that's just reality. Right. You're going you're gonna to completely fail some days. Some weeks you might even fall off, but it doesn't matter. Just get back on the horse. Yeah, that's the difference. Because if you have an off day or off week or whatever, you make backwards progress. It's ultimately that choice to be like, well, everything's ruined now. So I might as well, you know, it's, it's up to you that you can recognize like, yeah, today I didn't, I didn't really push myself forward. And maybe there's a good reason for that. You know, maybe you need to, to see the positivity. And it's like, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, I would say like, you know, if you, if you missed your workout today, maybe, maybe your body needed a day of rest and, you know, you, you build when you're in recovery, not when you're in the midst of the workout. Nice. So maybe it's not such a nice. bad thing, but you're choosing to look at yourself negatively yeah. for it. And it doesn't mean, you know, write off every failure and, and don't learn from it, Le- mm-hmm. learn from it, but just recognize failure is a really strong word. And we tend to make it really definitional and complete. And actually, mm-hmm. you you can narrow it down and recognize the point of failure, but it's just a mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Move forward again. The challenge is, I guess, perspective. Hey, like you got to have that perspective. Like 
I don't know. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah. Like, to me, I, I think that perspective is one of the biggest things. If you just have a, a perspective of, hey, man, everything, everything, you know, everything goes bad for me. Uh, you know, oh, I have no control over my life. And, oh, this is really bad. I wish this didn't happen to me. Um, if you have that perspective, I don't think you'll ever get out of whatever trouble you're in right now. I really don't. Because you don't, that's not a supporting yeah. philosophy. So this is the whole notion of pessimism versus mm. optimism. And um, this unbelievable book, it's very long, but um, Learned Optimism by Martin oh, nice. Seligman. Uh, it's, it's really, really long, but it's really, really <laughs> powerful. And the whole notion is that like, wow. it, it, there's, there's a very high correlation between optimism and pessimism and the lives people lead. And that includes like illness and you know, people would say, well, you're pessimistic because you're ill. And what, what he and the research shows is actually, generally, it is the other way around. And you can change from a, a mentality of pessimism to one of optimism, and that's perspective. You know, that's exactly what you're talking about. And for some people, it's hard to do that when you're in the midst of whatever you're going through. Okay, at some point, you need to, to be willing to see that it's not always all bad, so you give yourself the space to do that work. And that's where, you know, some people do need medication to help with that, to give themselves that yeah. space. Um, but for others, and you know, for me, yes, I have moments where my anxiety's back up and I'm negative and whatever. Um, but I also have more moments where I have the presence of mind and the skill set to be able to hit mm. pause and, and explain to myself, you know, what's really going on. And that clarity allows you to see the path mm. out. Yeah. It's, I think it's all great advice, man. It's, it's, it is important. It's funny. You know, I, I still keep this ticket on my desk today and it's funny, but, um, I just surrounded myself with, with, with good stimulus that kind of help propel me. And, uh, I still have this here today. It's funny. October 15th, 2008. Um, it was a power within conference. And, um, it was funny because, um, after I had uh, read Tony Robbins and he had a huge impact on my life, I just started to gobble up more self-help, more self-help. I used to be in a lot of self-help and business and I went to this conference and Tony said something there. It's really funny. He goes, none of you here today. He goes, guaranteed. He goes like 95% of you people here today in this room. And there was maybe like 5,000 people there, a huge amount of people. He goes, 95% of you don't need to be here today. And he goes, you want to know why? Because you guys all have the right mindset. You're here because you guys are optimistic about your future. You want to be here. He goes, the people who aren't here are the people who need to be here. The pessimists in your life, the pessimists, the people who are pessimistic about the future, the people who are down on themselves or, or the, the naysayers, you know, it's those people's, the, the people who always love playing devil's advocate and who don't believe in anything exciting. Yeah. Those are the people that need to be here. And, um, yeah, I never forgot that either. It's just really funny because you surround yourself with, with good people. I find that people who are, have those mindsets, they surround themselves with good stimulus. And so, you know, I think if people are looking to change their life, surround yourself with people, with books, with audio like this, with videos, with movies, um, with nature, surround yourself with stuff that will start to change your mind. That'll put you in a positive state. And the more of that you have around you, then all of a sudden you'll start to see your life transform. And again, every single day, make a small movement in that direction. And, uh, you'll start to see change for the better. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, okay, so speaking of movement in that positive direction, how did you go from the hole that you dug yourself out of to what you're doing today? Oh, man, great question. So I was, um, so yeah, I started off the growth network. And uh, so it's funny, I kind of went through another, another small challenge there. And I'll kind of lead you through that. So um, 
I started up the growth network, which was a sales and training, uh, sales marketing training, um, uh, kind of subscription service that I had. So I had, I think a total of 55 clients on it and I was making a lot of money and, um, but I was getting lonely, man. I was getting lonely, you know, sitting inside my office all the time, not talking to anybody, um, you know, just calls, but not having that face to face. Hey, I really miss being a part of a team, really miss being a part of a team. So, um, I went out and uh, one of my clients, I said, you know, you guys are doing really cool stuff. You guys, um, you, you know, you're doing product development. You learn that system from the former chief marketing inventor of Procter and Gamble. How do I learn this? They said, come aboard. I said, ah, I can't come aboard. I got a whole bunch of clients here. I'm having fun. Thought about it, thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go for it. You know, I'm going to do this. So then I put the, uh, the growth network on one of my business partners and uh, long story short, it did not go well. People loved working working with me. They didn't like working with him. So, uh, it eventually collapsed on itself. And it was very unfortunate. It was sad for me because I ended up building this thing up to be, you know, something I was very proud of and it fell apart when I, when I stepped outside. So, um, you know, really upset about that. Um, but, but it was okay because I was working in this company and I was doing some great stuff, develop, developing products. I went down to Cincinnati, worked with this individual in Procter and Gamble and learned the system, worked with a whole bunch of companies, making them money, doing all this, these, 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 these product development projects. But then all of a sudden, disaster struck again, and, and uh, they laid me off. They laid me off, the, the company that, that hired me. And I said, well, why did you lay me off? And they laid me off because I was too difficult to work with. I like to change a lot. I was like, you know, this is what we need to do for sales, what we need to do for marketing, this is what we need to do for X, Y, and Z. They're like, don't really change. Um, so we're gonna let you go. So again, in my head, I, this was the funniest time. I got in the car, I was upset. I was. I'm set driving home. I felt, you know, so sad, so embarrassed. I made a decision. The growth network failed. Um, you know, I, I got laid off. Oh, by the way, I still have a mortgage to pay. You know, I still got bills to pay, you know, so how do I tell my wife this? So I, I just sat yeah. in the car for a little bit and all of a sudden, again, my philosophies kicked in and it was, this is not a setback, Ryan. This is a setup. This was meant to happen to you because remember life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So this happened for a reason use this to propel you forward. So, um, the day after that happened, or, or this was maybe like a few months after that happened, I started looking at podcasts. Now, but wait, did you tell your wife this? Time? Oh, well, I didn't even bring that into that. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> I'll quickly go back and tell you that one. So I did tell my wife that I got laid off and she was, she was terrified. And I said, don't worry about it, babe. I'm like, I got this figured out. And she believed me. She's like, you know what? I, I believe in you. I believe in the strength that you have. And, um, and so I, I told her that time. So it's really funny. I'll backtrack really quickly about the debt. I just told her about the whole debt scenario this past Christmas. So we're talking like years later, I just told her oh, this Christmas wow. and she kind of got mad at me. She said, Hey, why didn't you tell me about that? Like, you should have told me we're partners in crime, man. And you didn't tell me about this. Like, where's the trust? And I said, listen, I couldn't tell you this because I don't think you could have handled it. If I would have told you this, we wouldn't have been able to go on the trips we did. We wouldn't have, been, we wouldn't have bought the house we did. We wouldn't have had the beautiful wedding that we we did. If I told you that, and she's like, well, no, we wouldn't have because I would have been buckling down. But I said, here's the thing. You didn't have the right mindset to deal with that. I'm like, I'm going into war right now, taking on this massive behemoth of a hundred thousand dollars. I had the right mindset to deal with that. I'm asking a rookie to come in the trench with me and saying, here's a gun. Let's go storm, storm the planes here, you know, and let's go to war together. You would be sitting in the, in the trenches, shaking your knees, you know, peeing on yourself, worried because you don't have the right mindset. I said, this is how important mindset is. I had the right mindset to deal with that problem and I knew I could, you didn't. 
And so she sat on it for a little bit and she goes, man, she goes, you're amazing. She goes, thanks, babe. And I was like, um, thank you for understanding. You know, but that to me was so important. She didn't have the right mindset to deal with that trouble. She would have caved under that pressure. Me, I was prepared for it, man. I was ready for it because my philosophies, the stuff that I went through before in the past, I knew that I could get through that. And so that's kind of where that came from. Um, you know, so then back, kind of backtrack. I know that kind of a, a huge break in the story, but um, hey, I man, no, I hear it's, all good, man. it's all good. <laughs> but so anyways, yeah. I get laid off, whatever I tell my wife. And uh, to me, I pick myself right back up. I'm going to pick myself up right away. And so right away, I started to focus on stuff that made me happy, stuff that I was excited about, stuff that I was passionate about. And uh, then I, I was like, well, what do I love doing? I love reading. I love reading books. And I, I'm reading books since I was 15, 14, 12, I always knew that reading books made me happy. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it every single week. And you know what I want to do? I want to share this joy with the world. I'm going to do what makes me happy. Thereafter, I, I launched my podcast. And uh, I launched it um, January, I believe it was 2016. And uh, that was maybe, this was maybe, I think, yeah, this was maybe about a couple months after I got laid off. I started the podcast up right away. So I just started right away. I was not very good at podcasting, wasn't too sure what I was doing, um, but I kicked it up and, uh, and started running the podcast. And, uh, you know, two years later, the podcast is, you know, right now I look at the numbers and I'm hitting 450,000 downloads an episode, having great guests wow. on such as yourself. And, um, you know, um, to me, it's just, it, I'm having so much fun doing it. I got my clients back. Uh, you know, now I focused on my niches, things that really make me happy. I used to be just a generalist when it came to sales and marketing. Now I decided to only do what I truly love, which is sales, which is prospecting. So getting new clients when it comes to marketing, I'm not doing the whole breadth of it. I'm only doing something very small, which is building thought leadership, true thought leadership and going deep into that area and only focusing on the things that make me happy. And I will tell you this right now, man, I have never been happier than at any point in my life. And to me, I know that life has new um, challenges awaiting me. It always does. Every single one of you out there listening right now, you're going to have new challenges hitting you. Brian, you're going to have new challenges. I'm going to have new challenges. But guess what? I know that whatever the challenges come my way, I will get through them because I've gotten through them before. My philosophy has gotten through me. And because I know I've gotten through them before, it just gives you that willpower, that strength to say, man, I've been here before and uh, bring it on, baby, because I will do it again. Wow. That's power, man. Oh, man, that's exactly like that's, what it is. That attitude is awesome. Now I'm wondering about what my next challenges are. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> it's ominous, right? It's like, damn, what are the next challenges coming your way, man? But I'm telling you, when you say it's power, it is power. It's power, and it, it's this quiet confidence, man. And, and it comes with time. It comes with experience. And, and, and you got to enjoy the journey, man. You got to enjoy the journey. And and um, I know that when people start to listen, listen to me, I'm very wary of it because people might think that, oh, man, you're just lucky. You know, you're just this eternal optimist. Hey, man, didn't happen overnight. It took time to cultivate those those thoughts. It takes time to get out of debt. It takes time to get yourself in shape. You know, it takes time to get that job. It takes time to build that client base. But just focus on doing something small every single day. And if you win the day, man, if you can win enough days in a row, you will win overall. You'll win the game. That's awesome. No, that's, that's definitely awesome. And I, I mean, so I'm kidding. I don't really look at it as challenges, I think. And that's, again, it's a perspective thing. I don't see things that way. I see them as opportunities. And, you know, if you look back in your life, I'm sure you have a very s similar kind of feeling that a lot of what you've achieved 
wouldn't even have been on the list to strike off as impossible back in the day. That's right. You know, like you wouldn't even have considered like, you know, I always say that about the marathon or what, like writing a book or anything. It's like, come on. <laughs> it wasn't even for me to be like, oh yeah, that'll never happen. It's like, it wouldn't even have crossed my mind totally. to blow off. Totally. And I'm sure you face the same kind of thing. Oh man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we all, I think at some point everyone kind of faces that, but, uh, I'm telling you, man, it's, um, <laughs> When, when you kind of get over those hurdles, um, I've had these conversations where so many people, once you get over those hurdles, once you are, you're able to get through that dip, man, I'm telling you, it's, it, life becomes so much richer for this, this internal confidence that nothing can stop you, man. Nothing can stop you. And, and life just becomes so much better that way. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so speaking of not stopping you, what is next for you? Are you just are you just pushing ahead with what you're working on, and if new things arise, they arise, or do you have a particular path that you're pushing down? Hey man, that's a great question. So, I uh, I do have a path, man. I got I got some goals in mind that I want to achieve, and uh, to me, it's to go deeper in the areas that I'm going in. Uh, I really do have something special here when it comes to a marketing approach. And uh, I'm implementing it with with a number of organizations right now, and I'm seeing real change happening. And I see a number of problems that currently exist with how marketers are doing things. So for me, man, my next step, uh, you know, I want to continue writing. I want to continue getting out, getting the word out there. I want to triple the amount of speaking engagements I do. I want to end up doing like 90 to 100 every single year. So more speaking engagements. So you're going to see more of this guy up on stage. And uh, I want to follow in your footsteps, baby. I want to follow in your footsteps and write a book on what I'm doing um, because I know that it can help a lot of people. And uh, to me, it's just continuing on the mission I'm on and uh, again, having fun doing what I'm doing. I was, I was just on mute. That's really helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good, man. (laughs) I was saying that's awesome. And yeah, the world needs even more of what you're putting out there because you've, you've done so much self work and research just through your consumption of like huge amounts of knowledge through reading. Um, and obviously that that's without that, you wouldn't have your podcast. Um, but the amount of growth that you put in is, uh, is really huge. And I love how you've turned around and you're putting that back out in the world. Cause you could have very easily just been like, you know, depression is a very personal thing. Anxiety is a very personal thing. I'm dealing with this for me and I'm doing better things in my life. And, and that would have been good enough, but you didn't stop there. Um, which obviously is why you're on this show right now, but that's like, that's a really beautiful thing. And, And on behalf of a lot of people who I'm sure you've inspired to do better. Thank you. It's huge. Thanks, Brian, man. I appreciate you, man. I really do. First time I talked to you. Well, first time I read your book, Oh, sorry. That's a lie. I didn't read your book. I listened to the audio book. I told you that. Um, when I listen to your book, man, it's just, it's, it's a pleasure to, again, um, like attracts like, you know, good energy yeah. attra- attracts good energy. And so bringing in you, um, into my life and reading your book and bringing your philosophy to, to me, um, you know, to me, it was very, very powerful. And I know that every single one of you out there listening right now, um, you know, you did good today by bringing Brian into your life. And, uh, you know, I hope that something here today resonated with with all of you and uh i'm just very grateful brian for uh, having the opportunity to come on your show and and share my story for the first time it's the first time i've ever shared it so it's uh it's it's kind of kind of vulnerable but uh, i'm glad i did it and i'm glad i did it on your show man worldwide exclusive <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> ryan i'm gonna obviously throw the links in uh in the show notes and all that but tell everyone like where's the best place to find you and and take in 
all the stuff that you're putting out that, I mean, and people need to, cause there's just so much growth that they can get from it. Love it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. That's really where I'm playing most, where I'm putting most of my attention, LinkedIn and Instagram. Just search for me, Ryan Caligiuri. Uh, if you can't spell it, it's even harder to pronounce, but it's C-A-L-I-G-I-U-R-I. <laughs> You'll see it in the show notes. And of course, check out the show, cutthecrappodcast.com. And uh, you can get on anything, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter. It's all over the place. SoundCloud, you'll find it. Cool. All right. And obviously, yes, I will link to it. So that'll be awesome. Super easy. Um, and cut the crap is easier to pronounce and spell, <laughs> which is the same reason I think I'll probably never get rid of doadaybook.com, totally. even though I have my own name. Cause it's like, oh, then you gotta try not to misspell right? it. And that's, yeah. <laughs> Joe Smith. That's my new name. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much, man. I, I, uh, I really love getting the chance to reconnect with you and yeah, we, we had tried one other time and scheduling got in the way and, and travel and stuff. And it's not that I was bummed about not getting to record yet for the sake of recording. Cause we had plenty of time. It was really just like, I was psyched to talk to you that day. Totally, man. Um, always, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's such an energy and clarity and purpose that without the backstory, I'm not sure people would get that you're, there's no hollowness to it. Like you have lived through it. You have risen above by your own hand mm. and that means they can too. Wow. Appreciate that, man. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much, Brian. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, man, we'll wrap it up the way that I love to. And and we talked before starting. I'm not going to try to jazz it into some convo. I'm just going to call it out straight. But today is a new day. Go out and do it, baby. Yes. Awesome, Ryan. Thanks, man. Thanks, Brian. Does he not have the best energy? Ryan's awesome. I love his message. I love the passion he has about it. And he's really real. Like He's, you know, just straightforward, clear. And you can feel it in him that this is a guy who really found his purpose and lives with it every single day. And it's just, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's just awesome realizing like, that's not the way it was. You know, it's so easy to look at people and be like, oh, that person's always, you know, really directed or really driven or really clear on what matters to them. No, you know, the grass is not always greener. It's a choice. And he has chosen that and pushed himself forward. And I love his message. Um, you should definitely head over to ryancaligeri.com and I'll, I'll link to that down below in the show notes, but check it out. See everything that he's doing. It's awesome stuff. And he reviews some really amazing books and I'm, yeah, I'm biased, but I'm not, cause I'm not just talking about do a day. Like he, he's on major books, major life lessons, and he pulls out those real insights so you can start to grow from the work that he's doing. So it's, uh, it's well worth checking it out. And he's just an awesome guy. And I want to support him. So you should too. Check him out at ryancaligiri.com and uh, head over to doadaybook.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You can sign up for our updates and uh, you know whatever news is going on with new things going on with Do A Day or, or with me. And you can follow me at Brian Falchuk. I really want to hear from people. I want to know what you think of the show. Um, you know, feel free to leave a review, good or bad. I want to know what's going on, what you think about it. And uh, yeah, just reach out. And if there's any way that I can help you on your journey to better, to changing your life for the better, awesome. I want to hear about it. So with that, everyone, I will say goodbye. And remember, today is a new day. Go out and do it. Take care, everyone.